2: Good afternoon. I'm John Sable, and welcome to the new Czech Voice of Cleveland program, coming to you through the DTJ District Council, Czechoslovak Society of Arts and Sciences, and Cleveland St. Wenceslau Day Committee microphone at the Frank Lovell and Sokol Greater Cleveland Studio at WHKWAM 1220. We'll sit back and enjoy some of the best country music from one of the best countries, Yendo Toho. For all of your floral needs, remember the name Drew Haney's VIX Floral, located at 7100 Broadway in Slavic Village. Owned and operated by Drew Haney, VIX has earned an outstanding reputation for delivering affordable, quality floral arrangements since 1942. VIX also carries an extensive selection of live flowering and non flowering plants, European style dish gardens, and exceptional gift baskets that you'll be pleased to send to family, friends, and associates. The staff at VIX Floral is ready to help you with everything from selection and custom floral arrangements to same day delivery. Call Drew Haney for all of your floral needs at two one six three four one four seven five eight. That's VIX Floral at 216-341-4758. Two weeks before the armistice officially ended World War I, the country of Czechoslovakia declared its independence from Austria-Hungary. The news of this independence quickly spread to Czech and Slovak soldiers fighting in Europe, and the following broadcast from Radio Prague provides recollections of these soldiers and some civilians when they heard the news of independence.
3: Exactly 100 years ago, on the 28th of October 1918, the new sovereign state of Czechoslovakia declared its independence from the Austro-Hungarian Empire the Czech lands and Slovakia had been part of for centuries. Two weeks before the armistice of Compiègne on the 11th of November, which ended all fighting in the First World War, the news of the newborn state spread from Prague to gradually reach Czech soldiers scattered around the world. In today's program dedicated to the centenary of the birth of Czechoslovakia, we quote from the journals, memoirs and correspondence of Czech and Slovak soldiers fighting in the Great War as well as the accounts of civilians remembering the heady October days and the events that led up to them. Pavla Horakova has more. Over a million Czechs were mobilized in the Great War. Having to fight on behalf of a state many of them felt little loyalty to. For some of them, falling into captivity meant they no longer had to fight for a cause that wasn't theirs, and many later joined specially formed units abroad to fight on the side of the Allies. Soon after being captured by Russian troops in August 1916, Andrei Shikura, a Slovak by birth who had studied in Bohemia, first saw the idea of a future Czechoslovakia embodied on a sheet of paper in a POW camp in Ukraine.
0: After several hours, they hauled our train across a bridge over the Dnieper into the Darnica camp, where Austro-Hungarian prisoners of war were gathered. We slept in dugouts. They put Czechs and Slovaks together, but other nationalities separately. On the door of one of the dugouts, I saw a map of the future Czechoslovakia. I was surprised, yet also very pleased.
3: In a hospital room in the city of kranesberg in today's Slovenia in July 1917, Josef Jakubíček from the South Moravian town of Veseli nad Moravou, whose singing we heard a while ago, first learned about the foreign diplomatic endeavour of Czechoslovakia's future president, Tomáš Garik-Masaryk.
1: When there was a medical examination, the regimental doctor dictated to the record keeper without so much as looking at me, fit and capable, he shouted, and it was as if he had stabbed me. I got scared that I would never get that promised leaved and turned pale. Then the doctor finally glanced at me, and I must have looked really sick, so he corrected himself. Convalescence! I never found out what was officially wrong with me, but I got the leave. There were German newspapers in the hospital, and there was an article about Professor Masaryk negotiating abroad in order for the Czech lands to win sovereignty and demanding that the great powers allow Czech prisoners of war to form a Czechoslovak army abroad, legions in Russia, France and Italy against Austria and Germany.
3: In late 1917... 28-year-old Josef Kalina from the South Bohemian village of Nemnice was held as a prisoner of war in southeastern France. There he met Edvard Beneš, the future foreign minister and later president of Czechoslovakia, who was campaigning there among the Czech POWs. Soon after that, Josef Kalina joined the Czechoslovak army that was being formed there.
0: In the town of Sharpeyenne, we were visited by Dr. Edvard Beneš. He told us about the Legion and various important events. Soon afterward, we were transported by train to the port of Cassis. There was an intensive canvassing for Czechs to join the army. Hundreds of volunteers signed up and soon left for the front as a Czechoslovak army to fight against the Germans. Many of us remained undecided, but not for long. Soon after, they transported us to Lyon, and there we joined the Legion voluntarily. From Lyon, they brought us to Cognac, where we were fully armed. We started a new life then, finally a military one, happy in the knowledge that we were no longer pitiful slaves, but rather free soldiers and proud to go to battle for the liberation of our nation. We exercised, we did everything in high spirits, we were brothers. But we were never sent to the battlefield, it was already the autumn of 1918.
3: Meanwhile major events were unfolding back home. Václav Pátsalt, the chronicler of the East Bohemian town of Jaromierz, recorded the euphoria of the October days of 1918.
1: October 22nd. After the publication of the Imperial Manifesto from October 16th, the town, at least some circles, sank into depression. However, when the declaration of the National Committee was released, the troubled minds of our good patriots rejoiced again. And finally, when the reply of President Wilson to the Austrian government was made public, it was as if the skies had cleared and all faces reflected happiness and contentment. The talk in the streets was joyful, and the jokes to be heard. People are talking freely without fear. The war is said to be lost for Austria. The Germans are fleeing France. October 25th. As the Spanish flu epidemic is still spreading, schools are to remain closed until November 3rd. October 27th. The talk of the town is that on November 6th demobilisation will start and on the anniversary of the Battle of White Mountain on November 8th the sovereign Czechoslovak state will be declared. October 28th. A telegram has arrived in Jaromnet announcing that Austria has capitulated and the Czechoslovak state has been recognised.
3: Václav Hrdlička from the nearby village of České Mezirici was in Italy with his unit when the above-mentioned events occurred. This is how he recounted his experience for the village chronicle.
0: The Landwehr Regiment number 30 refused obedience on the Italian front and was returning to Bohemia under Lieutenant-Colonel Beran. We marched mainly during the night and rested during the day. Early in the morning one day, we reached a town awash with flags. When the commander found out the cause, he ordered the Czech national anthem to be played after breakfast, and announced to us that a Czechoslovak republic had been formed. The jubilation was beyond description.
3: Alexander Novotny, a postal officer from the city of Brno, was in Italy with his unit in the final days of the war. Here he recalls the events on a tape recording made in the late 1950s.
1: I was supposed to be promoted to who knows what, but they made me a sergeant and then a cadet. Yet the autumn of 1918 arrived, and with it October. And what do you think? The emperor set his mind on another offensive. So I went on the offensive in the mountains near Monte Grappa. We were stationed on two hills, but the Italians took one of them and captured our soldiers. We stayed there for some four more days and then went back. It was on the 27th of October. We arrived at this valley. The colonel held a speech at 9am that we should launch an attack to get the hills back. The soldiers didn't say a word. The colonel asked, ''Soldiers, are you going for the push?'' ''Not a word, once more.'' And when he got no answer for the third time, he turned on his heels and walked away. And on the 28th, in the evening, the scoundrel was the first to run away. And we followed him. We marched for a fortnight, ate whatever we scavenged. On the 5th of November, we reached the Austrian border, and on the 11th, we arrived at a hospital on the Drava River. The following evening, we shot a mule made a lovely campfire, cooked some goulash, burnt the whole military train, and, with a band, first sang the Czech national anthem.
2: We'll continue with more of these recollections after this short break. Plastic Process Equipment Incorporated, PPE, is in its 44th year as the largest supplier of moulding accessories for the plastics injection moulding industry. With demands for more product from its customers, PPE continues to expand its line of molding accessories, all listed and priced in its 1,300-page catalog. PPE has three stocking locations, Macedonia, Ohio, Tampa, Florida, and Las Vegas, Nevada. For more information about their products and services, call 1-800-321-0562. That's 1-800-321-0562. And welcome to PPE and its CEO, Ed Kuchar as a sponsor on the new Czech voice of Cleveland. Let's continue now with more recollections of Czechs and Slovaks recorded many years ago regarding their reaction when they heard the news of Czechoslovakia's independence.
3: In her memoirs, Katerina Benediková from the South Moravian village of Kozoitki recalls the autumn of 1918. Three of her sisters lived in Vienna, which suffered from food shortages at that time. She travelled with one of them to the city, helping her carry food supplies from rural Moravia. That's when she first realised that the new political order in Europe had actually built a wall between her and the rest of her family in nearby Austria.
4: My sister Anna arrived to pick up the food. The Austrian brothers-in-law didn't want to come for fear of possible complications our father and i helped her carry the load to the train station the train was direct and they would be expecting her in vienna to help her carry the luggage home the train arrived a long long one crowded with people what now come with me gacha i can't carry all this on my own father agreed so i went i stood on the lowest step a parcel in front of me on the upper step, a suitcase in one hand, a sack of flour tied up in a tablecloth on my back. My sister stood on one foot and secured the rucksack to her leg with a string. The carriage gradually emptied and we even got into a compartment eventually. We arrived in the border town of Breslav. Soldiers entered the train flashing torchlights. This is the Border Patrol of the Czechoslovak Republic. Foreign nationals, please open your luggage. Nobody moved. The soldiers didn't wait long. They seized suitcases, rucksacks, everything. Whose is this? And when the owner spoke poor Czech or none at all, they shouted heave ho and threw the stuff out to soldiers standing on the platform along the train. I told them everything was mine. I ordered my sister to pretend she didn't know me because she spoke with a German accent and mixed German words in her speech. They asked me if I was a profiteer. I said I was bringing the food to my three sisters married in Vienna. My parents had brought it to the train and my brothers-in-law would pick it up. Names and addresses, they asked. Even though my brothers-in-law were naturalised Austrians, they still had Slavic names. Frankishek Pribil, Leopold Jarosz, Karel Medvenich, I said. That saved us. After a while, when the anxiety had subsided, it finally dawned on me. Oh my God, we have an independent state. And I know nothing. I'm travelling to a foreign country in a Moravian folk costume, just like that. Anyone could beat me up in the street and I would be helpless. The train reached Vienna close to midnight. Nobody waited for us at the station. There were no trams this late. We picked it all up as well as we could, walked for a bit, then rested and walked again. A fine gentleman, very tall, smelling of wine and liquor, was making his way towards us. He kissed us and shouted, Kids, we have independence, and a president will soon have everything we want. My sister was annoyed that he was bothering us, so she retorted, Those like you will indeed have everything, but nothing will change for the poor like us. Jaroslav
3: Janda, originally a military medic from Prague, who eventually joined the Czechoslovak Legion in France, recalled the October of 1918 in his memoirs.
1: An order came, and both our regiments departed only with our guns. We left everything behind, including the field kitchens. We gathered on a flat area behind the front, where they ranked us into a square, and we awaited the arrival of Dr. Bennish. He arrived on November 8th and talked to us about the war situation. He said that German capitulation was to be expected any day now, and indeed the next day the Germans demanded a ceasefire and negotiations. We also learned about the revolution back home, and we were happy that we had won and would be free again after almost 300 years. We had a battery-powered radio there with a headset. One of our engineers listened to the news, wrote it down in shorthand, then transcribed it and put it up for everyone to read. We drank champagne to celebrate the victory. Our bands played on the town squares, choirs sang, and they showed us a short film made in Prague on October 28th.
3: A thirty-six-year-old barber and hairdresser from the village of Zetno in East Bohemia was deployed in Italy when the news of the end of the Great War reached him.
0: I returned from my leave to Boca Fossa. In mid-October I got a card from a friend asking me openly to tell him what was going on because it was so quiet on the fronts. I myself didn't know anything either. So I wrote to him that it was quiet here too. We had no idea that the war was as good as over and that we had a republic. On November the 3rd, there was noise all around. A messenger arrived, telling us to pack up our baggage and wait further orders. We drove calmly across the town to the Tagliamento River to Villa Vincentia, and then we heard the sound of bells. Bells were pealing everywhere. The commander sent me to find out what was going on, because throughout the war bells had been silent. So I took a bicycle and asked people what was going on. They were laughing and rejoicing that the war was over. I turned around, rode back to the commander and shouted at the top of my lungs, there's peace, peace, peace.
3: The Republic of Czechoslovakia was declared on October the 28th, 1918. Estimates vary as to how many Czech men who were mobilized between 1914 and 1918 didn't live to see their new state. The number is anything between 150 and 200,000. In the months following the November armistice, Czechs gradually returned home from the France across Europe. The 70,000 members of the Czechoslovak Legion in Russia set off for home from the Far East port of Vladivostok much later, between December 1919 and the end of November 1920 some of them having been separated from their loved ones at home for six long years.
2: Fifty years ago this coming Thursday, November 8, Dr. Nicholas Burick, the father of Paul Burick, president of the Cleveland chapter of the Czechoslovak Society of Arts and Sciences, escaped with his family from communist Czechoslovakia and arrived in the United States and eventually to the Cleveland area. And this next selection goes out to Paul and his family from the Burik, Hadzima, Fouts, and Carmichael families. <laughs>
5: bye uh-huh. uh-huh.
2: Dennis Kohler's K&K Meat Shop is located in the Attorney Dunham Plaza Shopping Center with a second store in Madway, Ohio. For folks living in the eastern suburbs, Dennis Kohler's K&K Meat Shop is located at 10682 Main Street in Madway. The phone number there is three three zero two seven four five three two two. That's three three zero two seven four five three two two. Dennis Kohler features the best in cottage blades, cottage hams, Hurka Itanizza, hot and cold party trays, fresh Klebasi, Slovak and Slovenian links, and the highest grades of meat and poultry. Fresh meats and smoked products are available at Dennis Kohler's two locations seven days a week at the original store in the Turney Dunham Plaza Shopping Center and now at Dennis Kohler's Madaway Meat Shop at 10682 Main Street in Madaway. And the number for the K&K Dunham store is 216-662-2644. Be sure to call either location when you order party trays for family celebrations. And in this week's Community News, a reminder for our listeners, the Soko Greater Cleveland Czech Cultural Center and Gift Shop is open every Saturday from 10 a.m. till 1 p.m. on the first floor of Bohemian National Hall, 4939 Broadway. Friday dinner specials are available for $10.50 at the Cleveland Menor Corps German Club, 4515 State Road in Cleveland's Old Brooklyn neighborhood. Dinners are served from 5 to 8 p.m. and include seven menu selections, and duck is available for $13. However, you must call Ron Schmotek at 216-702-6030 by 9 a.m. Wednesday to order duck. Reservations are not required, but they are suggested. Besides good food, music is also provided. So for reservations and details on this Friday's specials, call 216-702-6030 or check the website com. Tickets are still available for the 2018 gala for the benefit of the Luchina Slovak Folklore Ensemble. An evening in the heart of Europe next Saturday, November 10 at the Holy Spirit Party Center, 5500 West 54th Street in Parma. Tickets are $50 per person and the event features entertainment, a full course dinner and open bar. Doors open at 6 p.m., dinner at 6.30, and a cultural program at 7.30. For tickets, please call Tom Ivanek at 440-668-7797. That's 440-668-7797. The film *Listopad*, October, about the 1989 Velvet Revolution in Czechoslovakia, will be shown Monday, November 12, at the Halleck Auditorium of the A.J. Lewis Center in Oberlin. The film will be shown at 7 p.m., followed by a discussion with director Jeffrey Brown at 8.30. A reception at 6 p.m. will precede the showing of the film. The A.J. Lewis Center is at 122 Elm Street in Oberlin. The Czechoslovak Society of Arts and Sciences, SVU, is a supporter of this event. Saturday, November seventeenth, is the date of the annual Suckle Greater Cleveland Holiday Fair from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Bohemian National Hall, 4939 Broadway in Cleveland. You can shop for special imported Czech and Slovak gift items, sample and purchase some great Czech baked goods, and get a great dinner in the lower-level dining room or a light lunch in the hall's upper level. All this plus two cash bars serving Czech beer. That's the Suckle Greater Cleveland Holiday Fair, Saturday, November 17, at Bohemian National Hall, 4939 Broadway in Cleveland. Please send any community event announcements to John Sable, 5839 Maureen Drive, Seven Hills, Ohio, 44131, or to my email, sabolj at aol.com. My home address again is 5839 Maureen Drive, Seven Hills, Ohio 44131, and my email is sabolj at com, or you can call me at 216-351-6247. Remember that your response and any contributions you wish to make will help to keep this show on the air and are always welcome. Please remember that this show is pre-recorded, so it is best to send any community event announcements event announcements, or dedications about a week in advance. And don't forget, if you miss our show on Sunday, you can listen to a recorded podcast at the website whkwradio.com slash podcasts, and now on Apple iTunes. This show and past programs are available for a second or third airing, so click on whkwradio.com slash podcasts, or go to Apple iTunes and enjoy this show during the week. Gone but not forgotten this past October 31 is John Barney, who passed away on that date in 2016. And the following selection, a favorite of John Barney's, goes out in his memory. Since 1890, Czechs and Slovaks in the City of Cleveland have found dignity and comfort in the services available at the A. Nosek & Sons Funeral Home, located at 8150 Brecksville Road in Brecksville. The fourth and fifth generation of the Nosek family are ready to serve you in your hour of need. Our motto is, our family caring for yours since 1890, for immediate service call the Nosek Funeral Home at 440-526-6050. That's (music) 440-526-6050. Plastic Process Equipment Incorporated, PPE, is in its 44th year as the largest supplier of molding accessories for the plastics injection molding industry. With demands for more product from its customers, PPE continues to expand its line of molding accessories, all listed and priced in its 1,300-page catalog. PPE has three stocking locations, Macedonia, Ohio, Tampa, Florida, and Las Vegas, Nevada. For more information about their products and services, call one 800 That's one 800 And we welcome PPE and CEO Ed Kuchar as a sponsor on the new Czech Voice of Cleveland. My wife Jeannie and I had a great time last weekend at Bohemian National Hall celebrating the 100th anniversary of the independence of Czechoslovakia. We met a great many listeners, including Ellen Clority, and the following selection goes out to her.
6: Na Blachovce každou sobot Žízna hraje kapela Jak tam zavadíš je popot Hleď sem stálit od těla zárára Dáš ti třetnice, vzduchem sklenice, někdy
3: host. Místí,
6: stání.
7: s jiným tancovat já jsem si řekl buď připraven však se pozná kdo je Le vymýtíš, vymítíš než vzejde den tenhle zlořádek šel jsem na vlakovku uklidněn dělat pořádek back.
2: For your floral needs, remember the name Drew Haney's VIX Floral, located at 7100 Broadway in Slavic Village. Owned and operated by Drew Haney, VIX has earned an outstanding reputation for delivering affordable, quality floral arrangements since 1942. VIX also carries an extensive selection of live flowering and non flowering plants, European style dish gardens, and exceptional gift baskets that you'll be pleased to send to family, friends, and associates. The staff at VIX Floral is ready to help you with everything from selection and custom floral arrangements to same day delivery. Call Drew Haney for all of your floral needs at 216 341 4758. That's VIX Floral at 216-341-4758. Dennis Kohler's K&K Meat Shop is located in the Attorney Dunham Plaza Shopping Center with a second store in Madaway, Ohio. For folks living in the eastern suburbs, Dennis Kohler's K&K Meat Shop is located at 10682 Main Street in Madway. The phone number there is three three zero two seven four five three two two. That's three three zero two seven four five three two two. Dennis Kohler features the best in cottage blades, cottage hams, hurka itanizza, hot and cold party trays, fresh Klebasi, Slovak and Slovenian links, and the highest grades of meat and poultry. Fresh meats and smoked products are available at Dennis Kohler's two locations seven days a week at the original store in the Turney Dunham Plaza Shopping Center and now at Dennis Kohler's Madaway Meat Shop at 10682 Main Street in Madaway. And the number for the K&K Dunham store is 216-662-2644. Be sure to call either location when you order party trays for family celebrations. (laughs)
6: La hora me deberá. i She and she, he accepts that she, the flawless she. She and she, On I'll be happy to či, Pojive se jak se
2: tenka jer lešeno deski pomalo, a ne idla se bre spala se moj
6: ponjelka ne ma vratonaladu. Heliko je pojive se jak se tenka jer lešeno deski pomalo, i ne idla se bre spala se moj ponjelka ma Get poradničí, up, get shot up, voranici, voranici, mi diluio, a sto preci, e get shot up, get shot up, a sto preci, senza senso, tro ha sensato, occhi hai piata e esta de serio
2: Thanks for listening this past hour, and be sure to tune in again next Sunday at 3 p.m. Remember, you can hear a rebroadcast of this show and our other broadcasts on the Internet by going to the website whkwradio.com slash podcasts. Your support for this program is warmly welcomed. And for any announcements on the new Czech Voice of Cleveland program, please contact me, John Sable at 216-351-6247 or at my email address, sabolj at com. My phone number again is 216-351-6247 and my email is sabolj at com. Or you can write to me at 5839 Maureen Drive, Seven Hills, Ohio, 44131. That's 5839 Maureen Drive, Seven Hills, Ohio, 44131. Please remember to send any announcements to me at least one week in advance. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful week.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.